This is John Martinka, and my special guest today is Steve Ressler. Steve is an active search fund investor and serial tech entrepreneur, and he joins us today to talk about his background, his companies, his investments, and tips for those searching for businesses to buy. So welcome, Steve. Hey, thanks, John, for having me. Yeah. So start out, tell everyone about your background. Awesome. Cool. So uh, I grew up actually uh, a son of a government employee. We moved, uh, not a military brat, but my dad worked for the Internal Revenue Service and we moved seven times growing up. Uh, ended up going to Miami of Ohio for college, kind of Ben Roethlisberger era for the football fans out there. And then ended up going to University of Pennsylvania for grad school under a government scholarship and ended up working in the government at Department of Homeland Security and Technology. Uh, eventually, I left DHS and started my first company. And it was a cool company. It was called GovLoop.com. And it was basically a LinkedIn for government employees. So the cool part about government, which you might not think about, is if you're at City of Seattle and I'm at Spokane County and you're at the state of Washington, we actually all want to connect and learn from each other. So that was the idea of the company. And it grew and eventually got bought by a software company in Minnesota called GovDelivery. And they send emails and text messages for about 4,000 government agencies, all the way from the White House and Center for Disease Control. But once again, you know, text messages for your local bus route uh, in King County. And we grew that business. I was lucky enough to be the chief marketing officer. Uh, and we grew that to about 300 people and sold it to Vista Private Equity, which is probably the largest software private equity firm. Pretty famous for having kind of playbooks on how to run great software businesses. And that's where I really learned private equity and, and how to buy and grow and improve existing businesses. Obviously, much larger scale in search, but kind of I learned that thinking. I eventually left and became CEO of a small public safety software company uh, a friend had founded. And we grew that business and eventually sold it to Motorola. And so kind of day job's always been in government, technology, private equity, software. And you're probably wondering, how does that apply to search? Uh, but, you know, I kind of had that love for entrepreneurship. And the first thing kind of most entrepreneurs do is they invest in startups, right? And so I invested in a number of startup software companies, either in Washington, D.C., where I'm based, or in government technology related where I have a network. And I, I love backing, supporting entrepreneurs, um, but I did not always love the kind of, hey, we're going to go to the moon or we're going to bust, right? So startups are kind of uh, all, all guts, no glory, right? Um, yeah. and I found search funds through a friend and I really think that the term entrepreneurship through acquisition is the right term. It is entrepreneurship, uh, but done through acquisition. And it, it felt for me, one part private equity, equity value investing, which I've always loved Buffett Munger. And then also felt one part entrepreneurship, really backing, supporting entrepreneurs. So, uh, that got me into search and I've uh, been quite active investing in the space the last, uh, four or five years. Okay. So we, you look at search funds and you look at deals. What percentage of what you do is investing in the search itself versus just investing in the deal someone brings to you? Yeah, so we do. And so I guess, first of all, I invest with a good friend in D.C., a guy named Alex Mears, uh, who is day jobs at Carlisle and Bain, but he's also a military veteran. So we backed a number of veteran searchers. So we've backed. Uh, about 30 groups in traditional search. 
And so that's about 50% U.S. and 50% international. And we've done about 30 deals, and that's traditional deals that come to fruition, self-funded deals, using, often using the SBA debt, as well as independent sponsor deals, where, once again, not paid to search, but usually using uh, larger deals and often using different debt, whether it's conventional debt or SBIC debt. And um, they've been all types of businesses, which has been fun. Some, you know, 25% have been software and technology focused, but we've also done, you know, a crane services business, a, a couple access control and security camera businesses. Um, we've done some healthcare businesses, a pharmacy, uh, you had lamps on the show. And so it's been fun to, to learn about uh, lots of different types of businesses, although they all have that kind of search core ethos of highly recurring revenue, low customer concentration, low CapEx. Yeah. What kind of businesses or industries or even deal points are you not interested in? Yeah. So um, it's funny, you know, if when you start learning about search, you often read the kind of they call it the Harvard Red Book on buying a business, or you, you read Buy Then Build, and you read, you know, what a year you've written, I think four or five good books. Uh, and I think a lot of the lessons in those books, you know, really are what you should be thinking about. So the things I, I don't like are the ones the books would kind of tell you not to like, kind of cyclical businesses, you know, the classic, you know, supporting oil and gas or construction businesses uh, are tough. Uh, customer concentration uh, is one you'll see often where, you know, a searcher finds a good business, but you know, number one or top three customers represent 50% of the business. And that's just, you know, that's, that's quite scary and especially such a small and fragile businesses. So those are probably the top, the top couple ones are customer concentration, cyclical businesses. Um, and then I think the other piece would be, I always love a good searcher business fit, right? So, you know, uh, you want the searcher ideally to have some background or entrance or, or some connection to the business. Cause in the end, they're not going to be a searcher. They're going to be a CEO, considered a CEO of a lawn care business or a CEO of a software business or CEO of a pool services business. And, and you want them to know like, will they enjoy waking up every day and hiring, keeping, retaining, getting new customers in that business. And sometimes you feel uh, some searchers are, are better at the Excel than they are at uh, getting their hands dirty. Yeah. You know, I always tell searchers, buyers, look for things with low hanging fruit to improve. And it's yep. usually pretty obvious that uh, you get an owner that's been coasting. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And, and ideally you want to buy a well run business, right? You know, maybe the owner is coasting, but, you know, has good cultural, uh, good at his team, good morals, ran the business the right way. I think, you know, that's another one where it can get kind of iffy if, you know, you're, uh, if you're un, unsure of how they are handling their own taxes and there's a lot of hidden things, well, there's probably other hidden parts in the business that you're inheriting that aren't showing up on a Excel spreadsheet or in your diligence. Yeah. So what are a couple, a couple few examples of interesting deals or deal structures that you've been involved in? Yeah. So, um, you know, a couple of fun ones, you know, I, I did one uh, that was in uh, municipal water. That was fun. So it was a, a, a guy, Jonathan York, who was a, actually a Princeton baseball player and in private equity. And he was uh, found it. I loved kind of water purification businesses. And so uh, had dove into that industry. I looked at it 12 different ways. And that one was a smaller deal. And he was, uh, you know, raising a little bit of capital. 
to go in and buy his existing business. Uh, what I thought was fun is that one became a family business. So he, he, uh, it was so, uh, his friends liked it that his brother-in-law uh, just closed the business I invested in where his brother-in-law was also kind of a successful private equity person and left and just bought a, an HVAC business in the kind of green, uh, green HVAC world. And so I thought that was a fun one where you see kind of that uh, often in search, uh, sometimes you have family or friends kind of uh, involved and in, in learning about it as you go. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, doing some software businesses abroad. So I've done a couple software businesses in Brazil. And so that's been real fun. Um, my wife's originally from, from Spain and my partner Alex has gr uh, grown up abroad. So it's been fun to learn about different cultures and, and apply some of these best practices in software uh, internationally. So uh, we did a great business that was um, the ERP, so the enterprise, the enterprise resource planning for ISPs, kind of the internet providers in Brazil uh, at a Harvard Business School uh, grad went and bought. Uh, and that was a, a real fun business that's done uh, quite well and has been fun and, and has also led to other searchers where we're in like two or three other uh, Brazilian software businesses, which has been kind of a, a fun one uh, over time. And then, yeah, I guess that's probably the, the core ones. And then, you know, the, the beauty of it is, you know, every day it's kind of when you see a searcher kind of mat matching their passion with uh, the opportunity. And so uh, that's been fun. We helped a, a husband and wife uh, uh, buy an interesting business in, in e-commerce. And so kind of seeing couples come together, it's kind of a fun one mm -hmm. uh, when yeah. you talk about the personal side. Uh, of these businesses because it is personal, right? So it's it's a big change for most people to buy a business. You know, if they're using SBA, that's you know that personal guarantee on themselves is a risk. Um, often these folks are leaving pretty high profile jobs where they're yeah. they're making decent money, whether it's Fortune 500 or private equity or banking. It's it is a risk, and so um, it's fun to see folks uh, live their passion. So. If someone is interested in investing in some of these deals like you have, or obviously getting an investment, what is the rate, typical range of investments you see in a deal? Yeah, so I think it depends. Uh, I'd say the three types of search. So I'd say in traditional search, that is when you're paying uh, often a recent MBA uh, salary to search for two years. And in that world, there's usually 10 to 14 investors and, and uh, you're buying a unit and a unit usually costs $40,000. And then that, that unit gives you the right to invest in the deal when they, when they find a deal. And the pro rata can be 250 to $500,000. So that's kind of how traditional search is done. And, and most people buy units and people buy a half unit, uh, but that's kind of that world. And you'll see that's done um, uh, with a lot of former searchers. You'll see that individuals do that, that have invested in search for a while. And then there's actually search fund to fund. So kind of many private equity funds that invest in the category. And so uh, I recommend that category. Um, you know, it takes more capital to deploy to do that well to build a diversified portfolio. So often the funds are the best way to do it unless you wanna just kind of get your hands dirty. Uh, the second, uh, when I think of larger deals are these independent sponsor deals. And so those can be, I've done one that was an auto collision roll-up. I've seen deals that are in a veterinarian roll-ups. And so they're raising 10 to $20 million often on these using um, a, a decent amount of debt. And those folks, they're usually, they can raise that from one large fund or even family office, 
with one large check. Um, or the, they might raise it in, you know, five to 10 checks, but it can be hard to write small amounts of money because they'll want to do it in bigger chunks. Um, and then the, the last one is probably where it's easiest to write the smallest checks is in uh, SBA self-funded deals. And so that world, when we're talking about SBA is SBA offers up to $5 million for a searcher uh, in buying a business. And so often they're buying businesses for you know, six to $8 million and using that 5 million of debt, maybe a million dollar seller note, raising a million, a million and a half bucks. Uh, according to SBA, no one can own more than 20% of the economic interest in that deal. So that requires you to have a, a number of small checks that to, to meet that million bucks. So often you'll say, hey, if it's a million dollar raise, there might be a 250K check. And then the rest of the checks range 150, 150 and 25. Uh, I wrote a good post. Uh, well, I shouldn't say it's good. I wrote a post on a search funder that I'm happy to share the link on uh, for folks investing in the category. Also know what you're getting into. Um, I think it's, it's a great asset class to do individually, um, but also know you should build a diversified portfolio. Um, you know, on self-funded search, it is important to know you're third on the debt stack. So, you know, SBA gets their money back first, seller note gets their money back second, and then you're third. Uh, also, you know, on these, most of them are done as LLCs and you, you'll get a K-1 every year. So you've never gotten a K-1, you know, uh, for real estate investing, et cetera. It, it's your share of the profit of the business that you owe taxes on. And often those are done after April 15th and you have to file an extension and it's a pain in the butt. And so I think it's just important for folks uh, and you have to be an accredited investor. So if you're going to go in that category, just kind of know what you're getting into and uh, uh, happy to, to share that article or others uh, as folks uh, look at investing in the category. Um, easy, easy to find me on, on internet or just email me at srustler at gmail. So Steve, send me the link for that article and I'll put it in the description of this podcast. Great. And I'll, I'll clarify one thing. Uh, you can invest at 20% or more in an SBA deal. It's just that then you will sign the personal guarantee yeah, and be on the hook John. with home equity, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's which in, inherently almost makes no one nobody wants to do wants. it. But uh, yeah, yeah, but you can. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we live in interesting times, as everyone always says every decade. Uh, so besides the numbers, what you want to see the buyers concentrate on when evaluating a firm or performing due diligence, uh, especially in the last year and a half with COVID. Yep. So. So we put together a two-page investment memo template, which kind of lays out some of the key things uh, that we think you should look and put together when you're putting together the deal. And what I think you should fill out an investment memo, even if you're not even raising money. If you're just using your own money, you should treat it because it'll probably be the largest investment of your life. And so for me, that's looking at the classic parts, you know, the financials of the business, and you're going to need a quality of earnings to really trust the financials of the business. You know, what I like to look at there is, hey, are there levers still to pull? You know, have they not changed pricing in four years and you think there's an opportunity? Hey, are there things they're spending money on the expense side that you think you can cut? And then also the reverse. Sometimes you'll look, you'll get in there on the expenses and say, hey, they're, they're really under investing and, and running things pretty lean. Uh, and just the same way as when you buy a house, sometimes, you know, a month later, you have to buy a new roof. The same thing on a business, understanding where they're under invested. Um, okay. I think second, understanding like the industry and where the industry is going. You know, uh, you want to be in an industry where there's there's tailwinds working in your favor. 
And, you know, uh, you know, the biggest hit in search fund history is a company, Assurian, which was insurance uh, for cell phones, and, and they expanded. What a great market to have been in from 1990 to 2010 with the rise of cell phones. And so understanding what the market is in macro level. And then often these businesses are small and in the geography. You know, uh, if you're buying a business in uh, Tampa, Florida, and the, and the city's growing, it's very different than buying a business. And, uh, you know, I'm from Ohio, you know, but Youngstown, Ohio, and the population is shrinking. Yeah. So I think really understanding uh, the core dynamics would be a couple of things. Okay. And I'm going to add, uh, put a plug in for our mutual friend, friend, Lisa Forrest. They have a COVID questionnaire they came out with last year that I make sure it's in my folder that all my clients get. And I tell them to pay attention to it. Uh, oh, totally. Not even yeah. if even whether COVID is a big deal to the industry or not, you got an, you, it gives you good questions to answer. Uh, let me finish up unless you have anything else you want to say is, uh, you, you, you meet a searcher, a buyer, whether it's online, phone, in person, what lets you know they don't have it? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I, I, when they don't have it is they haven't thought it through. So when, you know, this is going to be a big decision, right? And you can tell the folks that have, have looked at it a hundred different ways. They've already called 20 experts in the space. They've read everything online. They found four other searchers that own similar businesses already. They've already talked to Lisa Forrest and you know, other bankers and have gotten their term sheets and thinking they've met with smart people like you. Uh, maybe they even intern at a searcher. So they really know what they're doing. That, that's what you want to see. The ones that I feel like they don't, you ask them kind of basic questions and they don't have a good answer. I haven't looked into that. Kind of a flippant, oh, yeah, I know revenue was down, but you know the owner said X. And so you could, it just feels like they haven't done uh, the diligence uh, on the business to truly understand their every wrinkles and you know what you would hope uh, someone would do on a business. So that would be uh, kind of a, a, a core piece to think about it. And then the last you know, on, on search, you're betting on the individual. So you know I think you want folks that have a track record of both success, but also like honesty, integrity, um, and so anything where it feels like the honesty and integrity doesn't line up. That's a big red flag because in search, you're betting so much on the on the searcher uh, in the business. It comes down to gut feel a lot of times, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. You know, I for my business, I tell I, I tell Jessica who works for me, I say, look, if if I meet with someone and they I give them a copy of my book on business buying, and a week later they say, Yeah, I read it already. Okay, you're a serious buyer. You're, you're looking forward to it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not that that I, that's a great one. I, I do the same where all people ask me for general advice, and you know, I have a kind of standard email. Here's a couple books I like, a couple podcasts, and the best ones follow up two weeks later and say, "I have read all of that. Now, what's next?" You know, and yeah. then the, the one's not as good two weeks later, a month later, say, "Hey, I'd love to talk again." And I said, "Have you done any of that?" And it's, "Hey, I'm too busy. I was too busy. I got swamped. X come up, and you know, you can yeah. tell." No. Nope. We're on the same page there. Uh, Steve, If you a reminder, please send me the link for your article. And if you want to also send me a link for your uh, checklist of questions, and I will get them posted. Uh, and if you have anything else you want to say, please do it and, and let people know the various ways they can reach you. Yeah. Um, well, A, thank you for all the work you've done um, in the community all these years, both 
helping individual searchers, somebody hear so many great things and, and the books and articles and partnerships you've done. Uh, thank you. And then B, you know, I, I try to do the same on kind of paying it forward. So I, I love helping searchers. Obviously, I, I want to invest if you have a great deal. So send it to me. Uh, I'm, you follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Steve Ressler. Easy to send me an email, srestler at gmail.com. I write a monthly newsletter on search and always happy to help folks, whether it, uh, you need a template model or a template two pager um, here to, to help and give back to the community and and good luck on your search. Uh, it's a great community and it's, it's really an interesting and great opportunity to become a CEO and, and build a great business. So good luck to everyone in their search. Yeah, and Steve, I will tell you, you are one of the handful of people I have on my list now for if anyone says I may need an investor, that uh, I will be, I give them, I will be giving them your name. Awesome. Thanks, John. Okay. Thank you, Steve.